Hello and welcome to the Streamcast. Welcome to 2021. We hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'm Dr. Eggman and I'm joined by Ash Williams. And I'm V. Very nice. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Streamcast underscore and subscribe to us on YouTube, Streamcast, and follow us on Twitch, Streamcast TV. We've smashed our goal of 150 followers. Thank you so much, everyone. And let's try and keep the good vibes going on to the new year. So following the last pod where we talked about the Game Awards, I guess it might be a good place to start just to cover everything that went on. So The Last of Us 2 cleaned up with seven awards from their 11 nominations. And... They dominated. It wasn't even close. They won multiple awards, including Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Audio Design. Laura Bailey won Best Performance as Abby, Innovation and Accessibility, and, of course, Game of the Year. Before we go on, I just want a question. Do you think this is going to become a trend, like one game just cleaning up every year? Because they're God of War. We've now had Last of Us. Do you think there's going to be like a banger of a game that comes out next year and just cleans up? I think it depends on what type of games we get. So mm-hmm. obviously The Last of Us 2 was such a massive game that it doesn't surprise a lot of us that it just cleaned up. And same with God of War, it was such a massive game. I think in other years, we'll probably see more balanced results. Mm-hmm. I think it's purely due to, the, due to the fact that The Last of Us 2 was such a massive game that it just took the world by a storm. All right, cool, cool. What do you think? Um, I was, uh, to be honest, I was just thinking about how The Last of Us was essentially, well, The Last of Us 2 was essentially a movie, so it was in a league of its own. So I'm not surprised that it swept up as many awards as it did. I think a lot of games are starting to be developed and produced on that level, so we'll probably see that again but I don't know how soon we're going to see that because obviously we've had some big games come up that haven't been up to scratch. So. <laughs> Not naming names, but uh, you know well, what I mean. We don't need to. We know. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself, Isaac, do you think we'll see this again as an annual trend? I kind of hope so, actually. Because why not? Why not have a game that you can just have in your library and you know it's just going to be 10 out of 10 and you'll absolutely love? Like... If we can, if the industry can pump out more games like this, yes, please. From what I know, the production of God of War wasn't racked with problems. I know Last of Us had some issues, but if we can get a nice, wholesome game coming out that will clean up at the awards, then yeah, like I would love this to to be a trend. Just have like a benchmark that all other games kind of want to strive towards. Yeah, that's fair. And we also had our Game Awards Prediction League. Mm. Which was very close. Yeah, really close. I ended up getting 13 and I ended up getting 14. So Jeez. there was pretty much nothing in that. <laughs> Half I, that yeah. was guessing, by the way. <laughs> Mo- yeah, most of that was guessing for me. Well, something else that happened at the end of the year Sephiroth joined the Smash roster. And as a result, we got the obligatory Sakurai san showcase. What were your thoughts, Isaac, on the showcase of Sephiroth? Uh, I'm upset they've gone back to the studio and they're not in Sakurai's house anymore. 
I was I was very disappointed <laughs> by that. I felt like a guest. And now it's over. But no, it was pretty cool. Uh getting to see Sephiroth. I you know what? I wasn't expecting Sephiroth at all. And then I saw it and I was like, yo, what, what's he gonna do? And he seems to be a pretty cool character. I haven't actually played him much myself yet, which is which is a bit annoying. Not annoying, but like they they did a thing where you could play him five days early if you beat him in the boss fight. And I did that. And then I just didn't go back. And I've actually started playing Link. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, he seems like a really cool character from what I've seen. And I guess once I start playing Smash a bit more, I'll I'll pick him up. Yeah, really good addition to the roster, I think. What about yourself? What are your thoughts on him? I loved it. I think it was a great move. You remember how we were at the Game Awards showcase when we actually found out that he was the next addition to the roster. We were crazy. And I really enjoy the showcases that um, Mr. Sakurai does. Yeah, it was a bit interesting to see that they were back in the studio and to see the different amount of skills that Sephiroth can display. I don't know. Like Every time he does this, I get more hyped. I get more excited to play the game. I just want to play whoever it is. So it was the same with Min Min, even though I didn't end up buying her. Just watching the mechanics behind her, how she's going to play, strategies you could develop around her style, just it's very appealing to me. What about and, Steve, though? Do you have the energy of Steve? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't remember watching the showcase, so there's that. But I watched the Severoff showcase, and I'm in a similar position to you in, in the fact that I didn't really have that much free time. So mm. I haven't really played with Sephiroth, but I bought him. I couldn't be bothered to do the early boss thing. But that was a thing they announced as part of the showcase right at the end, I think. Mm. Uh, I thought that was a really great way to get people early access to something that you know they want. I think there was quite a lot of fun stuff that Sakurai implemented. When he started talking in frames, when he was talking about the the forward air slash is 13 frames and the backwards one is 15 and then he stopped himself (laughs) i thought that was really funny i think on that note yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think on that note it's clear where sakurai stands with the whole like nintendo and smash scene because nintendo just kind of want to cripple the smash scene and it seems like sakurai is i mean of course he is it's his game he's Mm. he's all for it like clear that he is one of us and it's good to see yeah (laughs) of course when you're a developer you you want your games to be played and the bigger the stage the better it is for you so it makes sense for sakurai to just want his game to be played i do love he always fits in little jokes where he's taking jabs at nintendo very right jabs (laughs) but jabs nonetheless i think sephiroth has an amazing design this is all you know Final Fantasy VII stuff. He's got a great design. Topless Sephiroth or shirt on Sephiroth? I mean, depends on what day of the week it is. Like, topless Fridays, <laughs> regular dress Mondays. I think, <laughs> I think they're both great designs, and I can see myself playing either form of Sephiroth. I just want to be good with him mm. because the character promises a lot of different powers that a lot of other sword characters just don't have with the reach and the length of his weapon they can 
quite frankly provide a different way of playing the game and could probably entice different types of gamers to pick up the game. Um, the side B, the neutral B, I think they all have different uses and can be used very damn well. I don't think he's going to be broken either because he's a light character, even though he's really tall. I think the one-winged addition is going to be something that really helps in terms of um, coming back mm. from you know uh, being in a disadvantageous spot and the way he can save himself is going to help people who like to play off stage because there are a lot of <laughs> there are a lot of gamers who primarily play off stage, which is quite frankly amazing. But I think Sephiroth is the best choice, and yeah, I couldn't think of anyone who would have been a better addition to the roster at this point. Yeah, no, I, I do get what you mean. Like at this point, I don't really have any idea who's coming out next. And I kind of like it that way. It's just a nice surprise. I don't want to speculate or hope for anyone to come out because all the people who wanted Gino were severely disappointed. And I've loved all the memes about Sephiroth just killing their hopes and dreams. But yeah, it's just like nice to see, just to have the surprise. Because when Sephiroth came, I was like, oh, wow. Like nothing in my mind was thinking Sephiroth. So I'm just hoping we get three really good characters for the next DLCs. And hopefully we get one stupidly broken one. Like, I want Bayonetta back. Because when Smash 4 came out, Bayonetta broke the game. She was absolutely overpowered. It was ridiculous. I want another Bayonetta to piss off all the characters. Characters, all the players. They couldn't nerf yeah. her. Like, they tried to nerf her. Didn't change anything. She's still broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are listening to this pod, let us know who you'd like to be added to the Smash roster as... Isaac has said there are a couple more additions ready to be announced, hopefully this year. But yeah, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Now, there is news that Sony is moving to make three movies and seven TV series based off their IPs. And one of them must be Uncharted. The Last of Us is going to be a TV series. So, Akira, what kind of games would you like to be made into movies? and or TV series from the Sony brand. See, I'm going to think about this a little bit. We'll pass it on to Isaac then. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Unless it's Into the Spider-Verse 2, I want none of them to be made into <laughs> movies or whatnot. Because I think they'll just spoil it. Like, I had to think about it, and in my head, like, the ones that I'd want to become, like, films or, or TV shows, I'd rather just have another game. Um, I don't read. I don't want to watch these. I'd want to experience them. So yeah, I wouldn't want any of them becoming uh, TV or film. And I think the only thing that I could think about was Infamous. But then I just said to myself, I'd rather have another game. That's fair. I, mean, I think they're trying to chase that same reaction that The Witcher gained, where people love the TV series and people who didn't play the game got the game because of the series that's so important. i feel like that's where they're going and mm. yeah movies is a different ball game altogether so <clears throat> also i still don't see tom holland as nathan drake i don't see it thank you yeah I, I, that's that's still a weird casting for me i'm not sure maybe it's the thing where when it is finally on the silver screen we'll be able to fully appreciate him as drake but I hope yeah so. i think it, i think it's a bit of a weird one 
I kind of feel like with a lot of Hollywood castings, they'll cast the people who are popular at the time rather mm. than one who would be a really like a really good choice as a character. And I kind of feel like that's the casting that's been done now. Mm. Obviously, we have to see him in the role and be like, mm. oh, actually, he does fit. I was wrong. But on face value, I don't see the guy who plays the young Spider-Man as Nathan Drake. There's just, even if he's a young Nathan Drake, it just, it, I feel like it doesn't really translate across. Um, yeah, I agree with Akira. Because he doesn't seem yeah. like rugged enough. He doesn't seem manly enough to play Drake yet. He is, just seems like he's still too young. He just doesn't seem ready for that mantle of the Nathan Drake I've seen in the games. Yeah. Although we don't know if this is going to be before the games or the first game. <sighs> So in my head, I think it's like supposed to be a younger Nathan Drake, but for like the longest time prior to me even knowing about the um, about those games, every time I heard the game mentioned, Nathan Fillion was also put together with it. So in my head, he's the guy. I see it. You, you see, see, you know, you see like, it. that person could be that person. Like this actor could be that character. Sometimes it's just a visual thing. And that's, I know that's the main part of marketing as well. I need to look at this and be like, that makes sense. Now we're looking at it and it's like, it does, it's not, it's not clicking for me at the moment. Also, I'm really scared that we're going to get a, like a Netflix anime adaptation or like a live action anime movie that just doesn't work. I'm just very scared it's going to be that kind of... Feel free to name names. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I won't uh, embarrass any animes out there. But um, no, but not as in like, it's going to... Like, do you know how you have the anime and then it gets converted to a live action? That disappointment, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm scared of. Like, I, I'm just really scared they're just not going to do it justice. Specifically Uncharted or in general? Uh, just all of them. Oh, okay. That's fair. I think... I'd like to see more content from games that I don't think we're going to get sequels from anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So Infamous is a prime example of that. And you mentioned it. I don't mm-hmm. think we're getting a new Infamous game for a while. No. And I think it's got the art style and the story to make a really good TV series. So I'd quite like to see an Infamous series. I don't know about TV series. Because I think just playing all the missions... If they were to long it out, for me personally, I'd find Infamous boring. I'd like the fact that the the missions and activities you did were were quite short, um, and it was just one and done. If you had, oh, then again, there is the expanded universe of Infamous that's actually pretty interesting. Do you know? I'll take it back. Maybe you're right. I, you know, I agree with you on your Infamous point. I wouldn't mind seeing that as a show if done right, because I do want more Infamous. I am chomping at the bit for more. And they've just, I don't think it's going to happen because Sucker Punch have moved on. Yeah. They've moved on. It's time for you to move on, on as well. Yeah. <laughs> you got to let it go. Ghost movie would bang. You know what, you know what I really like? Um, you know how obviously there's all of the Resident Evil games and they've got the Resident Evil movies that don't really make sense when you put them against the games and then they have the Resident Evil animated movies and I love the animated movies as well. And I feel like games like... Um, Infamous would be a good animated. Yeah. Devil May Cry would be good as animated films. Just I bought Devil May Cry. Yeah. Doesn't that seem like something as if it was done in the same animation style? 
That sounds like something that would be great. But it's the translation of a game to live action where you're just like, this will either make or break it because you've had this amazing experience. And now I have to hope that this actor or this director is going to pull it off and use all of the content into like an hour and a half. It's a bit risky. You're a bit freer with it. Mm. That's another thing. How are you going to... Like, it doesn't have to be one-to-one, but how are you going to translate, like, 40 hours of a game into two hours max of a film? Like, I'm not saying it has to be the same story, but how are you going to... How are you going to do that? Because even when you put all the cutscenes together in the game, it could be, like, three, five hours long sometimes. So how are you going to, like, condense all that story, all that personality, that world, into such a short space of time? Yeah, that is a conundrum. That's why I think TV series might be the way to go. Mm. As you said, the average game is probably 20, 30 hours long, which can easily be done in a TV series. Movies is going to be a lot more difficult, which means you're going to have to cram because the example of Batman v Superman apparently has a great story, but it was crammed into like what? Does it have a great story? I don't know. I didn't check the director's But DC fans tell me that it's got a great story. It is an example of how difficult it is to cram a long story or, you know, a rich story into just an hour, an hour and a half. I I think we shouldn't just write off Sony just yet because they did come through the last couple of years. Venom, I think, was great. Into the Spider-Verse, fantastic. I think they could do it if they get the right team on the Mm. right property. I wouldn't put the same team on Uncharted and then on Horizon Zero Dawn, for example, I think it's you've got to find that that balance, that middle ground. Mm-hmm. And also, I wouldn't get them on games or on IPs that games are going to be coming out soon because we're just going to play the games, really. And we'll just ignore the TV series. So, yeah, yeah I think that's got to be coming into account as well. Mm-hmm. So the January PS Plus lineup has been announced. And on the PS4, you're going to get Greed 4 and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And on the PS5, you're going to get Maneater, which caused a bit of controversy to gamers who actually bought the game on the PS5. And Sony has reportedly been authorizing refunds to those customers. Do you want to see this becoming the new norm? And what are your thoughts overall? I don't see why that's a problem. Like, the PS5's only just come out if you're going to buy games in this short amount of time, why are you surprised? Like, you get a free game on the PS5. PS5 just come out. Mm. Of course, a game you bought might be in the running to be one of the free games. I don't understand how people are pissed. <laughs> because <laughs> if you've just paid for something that people are going to get for free, you'd naturally be pissed. Okay, no, but no, do you know what? Yeah, then you've got two choices never buy games and just always wait <laughs> for the new game every month, or just bite the bullet if you want this game. Okay, I paid for it. Oh, it's free now. That's a shame, but I got to play it. I really wanted it, and it was worth it. So, are you against like, yeah, I think I am against it. Like, what do you expect? The PS5 has only been out for like a month. What, what did you think? Well, two months, I guess. What did you think would happen? Of course, one of the games you're going to buy is going to be on the free list. That's, what? Nah, it's so stupid. That's actually so idiotic. Akira, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on this? Do, do you know what? Yeah, I, I actually agree with Isaac. It's been out for all of 
it's been out in the UK for all of like six weeks, maybe. And there was a bunch of different games that you could buy. That's the one that you bought that's been out for ages. And now it's free. <laughs> like that's games been out for a long time. If you wanted it, you could have bought it then. Like that is gonna happen. It would be different if you bought I guess Titan Titanfall came out as a PS5 title, did it? Godfall. Godfall. If you just bought Godfall, spent 60 quid on it, and then they were like, you know what, everybody, here it is. It's for free. That would grind my gears. But mm. I, I completely agree with you, Isaac. That's a game that's been out for a while. At some point, it's going to come out. I don't know where I stand on this now because <laughs> I, had my, I had my stance, and then yeah. you said that, Isaac, and that makes a lot of sense. Initially, it was like, yeah, actually, that's quite nice that you're giving refunds yeah. to people that bought the game. But it's like, hold on a second. <laughs> what if I've just bought a game that comes out on the next um, PS Plus? Mm. Is it going to be a continuous thing that happens every time people have just bought this game? Oh, and now we're putting it out on PS Plus. Can, are they mm. willing to do that every month? That's the thing, yeah. In a way, it's good because you're building trust with your customers, but at the same time, are you willing to set this precedent for every month? Like, well, yeah, that's what's the, the bigger risk? Question. Yeah. Oh, and also, not everyone... <laughs> and not everyone's on PS Plus, so mm. in that regard, like, you're not... You can't think that you're losing out because, like, you're not. Not everyone's going to get this game for free as well. I just... I think gamers are just very entitled now, and... We are. We absolutely are. Yeah. Only now? Not (laughs) when they demanded people to rewrite The Last of Us 2 because they weren't happy? Only now. (laughs) That was a shambles. Do you know what? I think that was a case of a small minority of people that had the largest voices. I think that's all that was because the game still cleaned up. It sold well, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They say empty cans make the most noise, so... I like that saying. I'm stealing it. And that's that on that. (laughs) (laughs) I think back to that point, I think, yeah, if gamers are going to kick up a fuss like that, you need to wait until the PS Plus games are announced and then make that decision. I think shotgunning and then being upset that the game is free is a bit weird because I'm assuming you've just bought it. Otherwise, why would you be upset that it's now free? Mm. So I think... Yeah, there is some onus on gamers to actually pay attention and be patient. Maybe wait until the games are announced and then make a decision. Yeah, because otherwise we're just going to get stuff like, oh, I bought Last of Us 2 back in February and now it's a PS Plus game in July. I would like my £60 back, please. And that's not how it should be. I understand the frustration of just spending your money and then it comes out free. I'd be like, for fuck's sake. But at the same time, that's going to happen at some yeah. point. Like, eh. That's kind of the risk with Plus. Like It's happened to me in the past where I've had a game that's been on Plus, but okay, what can I do about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened to me with Last of Us. When I bought yeah. it, it was like free the next month. You should have gone for a refund back then. <laughs> <laughs> Go back in time, get your money back. <laughs> but if you're listening to this pod, let us know what your thoughts are on this. Do you think the gamers should take more responsibility and perhaps wait until the PS Plus games are announced? Or do you think they are in their rights to request a refund if they've just bought a game 
and they're going to find out that everyone else is going to get it for free. So on the previous pods, we've spoken about games that we are excited for this year. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Deathloop. Apart from those kind of games, what else are we excited for in 2021? I guess we'll start with Akira because she wasn't on those pods. So why don't you talk to us about games that you're excited for this year? I think I have quite a list of games because the Game Awards seem to be geared entirely towards my interests. I am a huge, huge fan of the Left 4 Dead series. So obviously a Back for Blood is completely up my street. I've got my own little gang that I play Left 4 Dead with. They are all down for Back for Blood. It's essentially what we wanted. We have been asking for Left 4 Dead 3 for years and they haven't listened. So this is exactly the type of co-op that I want to do. Like I'm obsessed with this and yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to be very poor this year because I'll be spending a lot of money. And I guess second or tied first would be Ash versus Evil Dead. If I ever went on like Celebrity Masterminds or whatever, that would be my category. I love that show. I love the films. I asked for an Ash Funko Pop for Christmas and he's in my living room right now. I cannot wait. I literally can't wait. Like, I don't, once I get the games, I don't want anyone to call me, don't talk to me, don't even like think of my name because I will know and you'll be interrupting my flow. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm literally so excited. Yeah. Isaac, how about you? What other games are you into or interested in that are coming out this year? Before I even begin, firstly, uh, apologies, Andy, because I know between the two of you, you have one PS5. So that means you will not be doing any gaming next year. But at least your babes will be happy. Um, in terms of what I'm excited for, you, you've already taken three off my list already. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> but I would say I'm excited for the Mass Effect Legacy Edition. So, like, that's that's not going to be my main one. That's going to be like the, the 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 side piece of what I'm excited for because it is an old game. But I think they just remastered them. Um, but I never played Mass Effect. Uh, but I know it had like a really good story um, and had all like the companion missions, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I'm into. And recently I've actually become a fan of like first person games. So like, I think this is a good time for me to get into Mass Effect. Um, I'm super excited for Normal Heroes 3. I uh, love the first two games. And finally there's going to be like number three on Switch. I'm just looking forward to it because everything Suda51 makes, I just really enjoy. I love the art style, I love the characters, I love how wacky the worlds are. And I think my last one is going to be Hogwarts Legacy because I've always wanted a like Harry Potter game. And like I've played them in the past, but they've been based heavily on the films. And honestly, I just rather watch the films. This seems to be its its own thing where you are just a Hogwarts student doing Hogwarts things. So that sounds pretty interesting. And if it's not shit, because I feel like there's a good chance, it might not be great. It's definitely a wild card for me. Uh, but if it's actually surprisingly good, then, uh, you know, that could be a game that I'm playing a lot or replaying even. Because I think if it's done right, there's going to be a lot of like different ways to play the game. So for example, maybe like different houses or different houses affecting what you do or lots of like story, like branching story paths that you can take because I mean, it's a, this whole wizarding world. And I hope there is some form of like, some sort of story where you can either, I don't know, become like join a club and then you have to like be in that club and manage your time. So I could do Quidditch, but I couldn't be like uh, an expert potions maker. I have to like pick one or the other or something and then have different uh, campaigns based on that. 
I don't know. I feel like there's there's a lot of lore in the Harry Potter world. And if they get that into this game, then it's going to be really good. Awesome. Mm. Yourself, Andy? Yeah. yeah, for myself, I think other than three games I said, let's not talk about. Because mm-hmm. we, talk, we talked about them yeah. for a while. <laughs> and I really want to talk about something else. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be provide some variety. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, I think we may have spoken about that. But I'm really excited for that. Just there's a lot of potential with that story from what they've shown us in the showcase. And I'm very invested and excited. We don't have a release date just yet, but I really want to play it. It looks really fun. I really like how the, I can't remember what the weapon is, but you can like pull different areas of space towards you in Mm -hmm. a sort of space travel. And all of that stuff intrigues me. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun playing that game. Something else I'm excited for is Guilty Gear Strive, which is going to be the newest fighting game in the Guilty Gear franchise. It's about time we get a new fighting game. <laughs> You've been dying for one. Just want one. Just, just one, please. There were no fighting games last year, were there? There were no new ones, I don't think. If there were, I didn't notice them. 2020, the year that gave us nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All this time at home and no fighting games. <laughs> Nobody struggled like we have struggled. <laughs> but I guess in, in times like that, you kind of appreciate what you do have. So the games like Smash Ultimate, the games like Dragon Ball Fighters, Mortal Kombat, you appreciate more. They put more content out for those games. Of course, the model has changed as opposed to, uh, you know, in the noughties where you'd get new games every two, three years. Now they're extending the life of a single installment of the game. I'm excited for the new Guilty Gear game. Even though the lore of the game, I'm not particularly bothered about. I'm, I just love it for the fighting mechanics. It's very much like Dragon Ball Fighters, but it's easier in the fact that it's more balanced. So it's slower because Dragon Ball Z is a very fast world and you can watch your character die in about 15 seconds. It's not fun if you're not skilled. So Guilty Gear Strive at least gives you a bit of time to even up the odds every now and then and you get more close fights. I'm a big fan of the series. I've got a few characters I remember from the earlier games that I'm hoping come through. The game should be out in about April. Not sure if it's going to be delayed again, but I will wait. I'm I'm just happy that we're getting something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a delay isn't a bad thing. It's always better to wait yeah. for your game than yeah. get it early and it's shit. <laughs> of course, Deathloop is a big one. We spoke about that in the previous pods. Prince of Persia is going to get remade. That is massive for me because I... Is it, was a is it the remake or is it like a reboot? It might be a remaster. It's one of the R's. Okay, because like, really... I saw some footage and it wasn't great. So oh, hopefully no. that's something different. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this. <laughs> oh, you can see it again now. It's not 2020. You yeah, it it's not 2020 anymore. I can see oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's listed as Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time Remake. Oh. So it's been listed as a remake, not a remaster. So I am hoping they get their stuff together and we can see some trailers. 
now that you said that, I'm not going to buy this game until I see some goddamn footage. <laughs> there is some footage already. And it's not great. You make, you make. I want to see some good fucking content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it exists. It's not great. It isn't great at all. Came oh, out you... three months ago. Oh, no. Uh, oh, God. It's coming up in March. They don't have any time left. No, we're live, but I've just sent you a link, so... <laughs> You can watch oh, that later. That after, yeah. Oh, okay. no, you've upset me big time. Oh. Enjoy. You know what? Echoing Akira, I am excited for Back for Blood, and that's not even my type of scene, but mm-hmm. I remember her playing with her friends, Left 4 Dead 2, and it's very fun. It's such a good vibe. I can't wait for Back for Blood to come out. I think it's going to come out on more platforms than Left 4 Dead 2 did, so that's going to be good. Would it be crossplay? Not sure. Not sure. Yeah, yeah I feel crossplay should be the norm, but for some reason it's not. No, you must have more than one console. <laughs> <laughs> your money, your blood, your soul. I also think cross save should be a thing, but it's not. Well, I, I think that's pushing it across I, save. I, I, letting I, the enemy into your camp. Not the enemy, it's the same game. I is, but like, I mean, you couldn't put an, an Xbox Series X game into a PS5 and it works. So no, I think that's what I mean, yeah, yeah, but like to to have your save carry over, like it's it's different data. I get, yeah, that is fair. That's fair. I would just like it. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I I'm entitled. Stop begging. <laughs> I, I I'm excited for this shit Prince of Persia game. Ugh. I mean, watch the gameplay and see if you like it or not. Yeah. You might like it. I don't know. You will make my own decision. I think it's Elden Ring. Whether that game comes out in 2021 or not, I'm excited for that. We haven't seen anything. They've given us nothing. So I feel <laughs> nothing for it. I feel nothing for that game. Fair enough. But I'm excited to see some content from that game and make a decision. Mm. Just, uh, to be fair, just to add on, because no one mentioned it, uh, Far Cry 6 looks pretty good. I that's when I forgot. Look at that. Yeah, that's when I forgot. Yeah, you're right. That's a good shout. I just want to do flamethrower. I mean, you can do that in a lot. You can do that in The Last of Us. <laughs> you do that's that in so many games. It's true. But I can buy the flamethrower that it comes with. And I hang oh, it up. Mean in real life? Yeah. Oh, I see. It, there's a deluxe edition which comes with a flamethrower. Is it a working flamethrower or just a prop? I mean, because if it I... was a working flamethrower, <laughs> I feel lawsuits would be happening. So it's it's a model one. I don't think it's not. Oh, okay. I enough. feel like I asked this question before. Are we going to get an actual flamethrower? And I, then it was like, oh, I'm the idiot. But <laughs> with a physical flamethrower to put somewhere in the house. It's going to be a model flamethrower. But that's I mean, what, my question was is it like an actual? It's not going to be working, like, but it could be working. You could make it work, exactly. I mean, you have a base, you can just replace some things. And wow, flamethrower! I've got time, I've got a toolkit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, during lockdown, we could probably actually design our own flamethrowers. What I'm saying, if it's lockdown 2021, yeah, if I come out with Mad Max intentions, I don't want to hear shit. okay. And this Hitman 3, I think that's coming out this month. So I, I I would like to see that. I think maybe watching someone play that would be a good indication as to whether I should get it or not. 
Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be really pretty. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Other than the big hitters that we mentioned already, yeah, I think those are games that we're excited for for twenty twenty one. Hopefully, we get some you know surprise indie darlings that shock us, like Hades mm-hmm. did at the end of the year. We'd like to know what kind of games you are into for twenty twenty one. Let us know on the Twitter and Instagram at streamcast underscore, and make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube streamcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitch, Streamcast TV. We are trying to get as many followers as possible. Make sure you follow and check out our streams. We'll be live every Monday and Wednesday from half eight till half 11 in the evening and on Fridays from nine till one. We put this out to you. What kind of content would you like us to make in 2021? What kind of games would you like us to stream? Let us know. And it will be time for our monthly Patreon shout-outs. Shout-out to our official Patreon, Spilt Milk Studios, and our early bird Patreons, Melanin Gamers. They are awesome people. They have made delicious content throughout the year of 2020 and have helped support people through this trying time. So make sure you give them some love back. Follow them on every platform you can. And remember that our streams will have bingo again. So get to guessing. Get to guessing. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah I'm just thinking about all the wine we're going to have to drink that's what I was like oh god back to alcoholism and everyone's like oh it's uh, no. dry January veganery and we're like sorry guys can't do this can't thing, do guys. it the I game mean, I feel like you were just going to drink anyways so I don't know what you what? what I would never do that no mm-hmm. I haven't drunk since last year exactly Oh, no, fuck's sake. Of course. But make sure to check out the description box if you'd like to become a patron yourself because Troy is doing a madness uploading Champions League games. He is fully at the wheel. He is making me proud as a Man United manager. It's his true dream job. Don't let him tell you otherwise. He is enjoying being Man United manager. The peas, one day, one day, I think we're going to have to congratulate Troy for doing the damn thing with Igalo up front and Lingard at the number 10. Troy's going to fight you when he hears this. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> this is going to be his best year ever. Absolute dream job. He's going to do it. He's going to smash 2021. He's going to win the quad. Yeah, it's, it's all on for him. But until the next pod, please stay safe, everyone. Take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Keep on gaming, we're out.